0: We're happy to have today, Coach Danny Neville out of Jamestown University. This fifth year coach out of Bondurant, Iowa has set the bar high. 29 wins last year, second best in school history. Also a GPAC conference championship. Prior to Jamestown, he assisted at Presentation College in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Played at Grandview University in Des Moines, Iowa, and he's no stranger to success. Played in high school at Bondurant Farrar High School, where the teams he was on amassed a 85 and 15 record. Moved on to college at Grandview, and they went 50 and 17. So this young man knows how to win. He's amassed 84 victories in just four seasons, and he has Jamestown rolling. Welcome, Coach Neville. Hey,
1: thanks, Bill. Just wanted to say that I really appreciate what you're doing for us small college basketball coaches, and um, just appreciate you having me on here.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I think I enjoy it more than you guys. So let's talk <laughs> a little <laughs> Let's talk. It's just a great opportunity to talk to coaches all around the country. I'm really enjoying it. Coach Neville, let's talk about the end of last season before we get to this year. You had that five game winning streak going into the national tournament. You had two big wins over Morningside, a really quality program. And then uh, you got into the round of 16 and lost a tough game, a four point loss to eventual uh, champion Spring Arbor. Can you just talk about that run up to the tournament?
1: Yeah, you know we we were really rolling there at the end. And, you know, it was a credit to our our three seniors, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about uh, the two two All-Americans that we had. But we also had a kid that uh, he was he was a end of the bench guy. He really bought into his role. He ended up being one of our better leaders by the end of the year, and he had high expectations for the team. And he really, really, he really got us going, and never. You know, like I said, he he set the bar high and his standards were high, and you know he didn't let us get away with anything but the best. And we really credited him for for that run at the end, um, and obviously having the, the two seniors that we lost from last year. But our guys just really bought into the process and really bought into believing in each other and playing for each other. And you can tell we were we were tough on the road, we were tough at home. It's a funny story when we went into the Gpac Conference, which is unbelievably competitive and they've got some great teams. We we implemented a no complaining rule. Um something that <laughs> John John Gordon, the author, he he wrote a book about it. And we implemented that just because we're gonna we knew we were gonna have long road trips, uh we knew we were gonna you know, eating out a lot, um staying at hotels and stuff like that. So we implemented the no complaining rule and by the end of the season You know, when you talk about those five games there at the end we won and, you know, just later on in the tournament, it just made us tougher. You know, guys couldn't complain about the long trips, the bus rides, the food, the hotels, um, any of that stuff. And it really made us tougher. And I think that I credit that to, you know, us playing playing well on the road. And for our guys, every complaint – you know, represented an opportunity to turn something negative into a positive. We didn't have excuses. There wasn't any blame. We didn't, you know, there was no comparison. It was really easy for me to coach them. Um, I felt, at, at times, I felt like I was in the way. You know, we just had a really, really good group of guys that had, you know, our seniors were such good leaders. And, you know, we we had the talent and we knew that. But, you know, just adding all those intangibles with that, um, that made us tough. And like you said, I mean, that run we had at the end of the year is is basically came down to us just being being tough
0: well it was a heck of a run and those two big wins over morningside had to feel real it had to be very rewarding so let's talk about who who you did lose uh you had kevin overweiser a young man out of drummond montana 127 threes average t- over 19 points five and a half rebounds he is a heck of a player
1: kevin is my guy he's he's such a hard worker. He. He came here as a transfer, as a junior. Then his junior year, we won 20 games, and we kind of slipped there. At the end, we lost three out of our last four games, and we were the first team out of the national tournament. And then he, he kind of set the standard high, and he wanted he stayed in the summer, that summer, and basically he got a bunch of the other guys to stay. So we that was the first time that we had had a bunch of guys stay in the summer, and he was just an unbelievably hard worker, a great leader. He was competitive might be one of the more competitive guys i've ever been around what he did speaks volumes to you know what he did when there was nobody in the stands he put in so much time he he cared about it he was he cared about relationships he's just an unbelievable leader Um, when it came down he's one of those guys that's off the court he's yes sir no sir just a really really mild-mannered guy and then on the court he's about the opposite he's a he's a different guy that that competitiveness that he has is (laughs) is, you can't compare that to a lot of people and um, that kind of trickled down to everybody and you know they said if one of our better players is is doing that and setting the standard high and doing things right on and off the court then everybody has to so he's definitely I mean he's helped us this year too just with what he how high the standards he set last year and Um, He's actually still playing um, in Ireland for the Limerick Celtics, and um, just knowing his work ethic and his drive, he's he's going to do some big things out there. And you know, we really miss him. It's it's alumni weekend out here, so kind of wishing he was he could come back and you know we could play him in the alumni game. But he's doing bigger and better things. So, but yeah, we're we're really going to miss Kevin. He was a once in a lifetime player.
0: Well, he was very he was very special player for you, and you also have. John Peerenton, another 19 points that has graduated. He's a young man out of Linton, North Dakota.
1: He was my first four-year guy. I actually had John for four years. I mean, you talk about growth in his four years. You know, I remember him coming up to me as a freshman, you know, questioning if he could play a good player at this level. And, you know, I told him that I think he could. And I, I believed in him, and um, he started believing in himself. And man, by his senior year, he was he was one of those guys. He was on there is nothing, not much you could do. And um, he's another guy that was super competitive, and he put in a lot of work and a lot of time. You look at him as a freshman, he was a little skinny guy, and then as a senior, he was about 190, 195, and he hit the weights hard. And you know, he was just a crazy athlete and a crazy competitor. and um, we're actually playing in the night and alumni game, so I'm a little bit, little bit worried. But I know our guys will make it fun. But um yeah, John's John's my first four-year guy, and I appreciate everything he did for me and this program. And he was just a heck of a player. And you know what a way to go out your senior year, winning the winning the G type.
0: Well, you'll you'll definitely miss those two guys. but you have a great team coming back? We're going to talk about that after the break. But before we do that, uh, I'm curious about your your journey there to Jamestown. It looks like you kind of worked your way north, you know, growing up in Bondurant. Then you went up to Grandview in Des Moines, Iowa. And then you went up to uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota and and assisted at presentation. So you you kind of worked your way north and ended up at Jamestown. What was that journey like?
1: When I was done playing, I didn't know... You know, coaching runs in my family. My dad was a coach. Grandpa, it ran in my family. But I didn't know when I graduated. I didn't know if I wanted to coach or not. And I, I got a job. And that summer, it was it was a little late in the little late in the summer and late June, I think. And uh, I started emailing coaches. I wanted an opportunity. Guide uh, named by the name of Jeremy Regal. He was a former coach at Presentation College. Uh, He's now, he just got hired at Rockford University in uh, Illinois. He was one guy, he, you know, he, I remember he called me and said, hey, I got a volunteer opportunity for you. And I was thinking, you know, volunteer, I'm not, I'm not going to go seven hours away for a volunteer opportunity. But I, I didn't tell him that on the phone. I just, I said, uh, you know give me a couple of days to think about that and probably two days later I was getting ready to call him back um, he called me back and said hey my my head assistant took another job and it's late and you know it's late in the summer would you be interested in the head assistant job and I about uh, jumped out of my chair and you know heck yeah so me and my grandpa drove up to Aberdeen South Dakota seven hours away didn't know anybody didn't know anything about South Dakota and we you know we we visited up there and I, I liked it up there and you know, he offered me the job and I took it and that was $4,500 a year. So I moved seven hours away from home to make $4,500 a year. So, you know, you, they always say those coaches, <laughs> some, of, some of the times they do stuff that that's crazy and they take jobs, volunteer jobs. I was taught at a young age that uh, every opportunity, you know, if, if you get an opportunity, take it. So I took it and, you know, me and Jeremy, me and Coach Regal have become really good friends and, You know, I appreciate that opportunity that he first gave me. You know, after two years of working with Jeremy, you know, I kind of got that itch. uh, I wanted to learn from somebody else and have a new experience, and, you know, Jamestown presented that. I actually came up here for a part-time job for $4,500 again, so... That's a magic number for me. So if anybody wants to hire me for another job, just <laughs> offer me forty five hundred dollars. But after the after the second year, I worked for uh, Justin Wick. He's at Minnesota Duluth now. About halfway through the second year, uh, the head assistant left, and you know he offered offered me the full time job. And seemed about like two or three years after my graduation, I got a, finally got a full time job. So that was big for me, and you know I stayed on. And actually, Justin left. For uh, Minnesota Moorhead and then we hired a guy Alan Mignani who is another guy that you know I credit all those coaches for helping me with my career and you know they really they're really really good coaches and really good guys and he he was here for a year and he actually left because his family didn't come up with him so you know he was put in a a tough situation he actually went back to Iowa um, and then I was offered the head head job here at Jamestown and I've kind of taken it from there and you know, I'm blessed to be where we're at right now, and I credit, you know, all those coaches and and our guys too. Our guys are just really good kids that have bought into what we're doing.
0: Yeah, what an honor to coach at Jamestown there in the G Pack. I mean, you've got to be very, very proud, and especially the way you've performed up there, Coach. You know, I'm going to ask you this: tell me the personality of your team. What are the traits of the team? What kind of team do you try to build?
1: You know, growing up, I was a I was a point guard, and I was never blessed with. Crazy athletic ability, and I couldn't really shoot very well, so I knew I had to be tough, and I knew I had to be a vocal leader, and I know I had to be, you know, mean and um, get everybody else to follow and be unselfish, and all those traits that I believe, and I know a lot of other people do as well, make a great team. And um, this year's team is unselfish; they're servant leaders. They really love each other. Uh, they're tough. I mean, they. The, the, the greatest thing about our team currently right now is they will compete. They will compete at a high level in practice. They will compete against each other. They will sometimes tackle each other, and it gets to that level. And But the best thing about that is they never take it off the floor, and that's one mm-hmm. thing that we really preach. I, I really want them to get after each other, but I never wanted to leave leave the gym. You know, our group this year has – has brought energy every single day in lift conditioning stuff in practice. Our freshman group has been awesome. Um, our older guys have done a a great job of mentoring them and showing them, you know, how we do things at Jamestown. And the bar is set high, but our guys are you know, they don't really feel the pressure. They just they work on the simple things. We just day to day getting better. We're not looking at, hey, we wanna win a G Pack again and we want to get back to that point. We're worried about What 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 do we have to do to get better today? And so our guys are focused. It's just a really really good group, and you know, for me, I I credit all those guys. You talk about those seniors last year, the the guys the year before. I I credit all those guys for building what we are building, and we are continuing to build. We we're not settling. We're not. Oh, we're you know we're not sitting here saying, oh, we're great. We won the T Pack last year. We won 29 games. We never talk about that we talk about how how are we gonna get you know those little milestones well first milestone is having great practice second milestone is hopefully winning the alumni game tonight but there is four all Americans that are returning including John Pierton so <laughs> that might be who knows about that but we just want to take we just want our our team's digging the milestones but it's it's just a i mean i can't I can't tell you enough about this group I mean they're just such great guys and and for me and for the other coaches the other assistants it's fun to be around them which is is good for us and you know we preach relationships big you know i meet with everybody on our roster even jv kids once a week we i meet with them for about 10 minutes every week so we we really you know stress relationships and we're honest i mean if guys don't like certain things or or anything like that, they tell each other, and I want our guys' feedback too. I, I ask them all the time, "What what can I do to make you better? what can What can I do to help you guys? Or what do we need to work on this week? Or what can I do?" So it, you know, it's it's just a healthy, good relationship with the players, with the coaches. But our guys are on a mission, and they know that it takes the little things. And when we talk about on the court, it's all about playing hard. Play as hard as you can. Do you can control. Do what you can. Be the best at what you can be when you can control stuff. So, you know, we list all this stuff about what we can control, and then we list what we can't control. And, you know, the controllables are a lot longer. You can always play hard. You can always be mm-hmm. a great teammate. You can always do all those little things, and we preach that a lot. And for for us, it's playing hard. That's that's a given. If you, if you don't want to play hard and you choose not to play hard, you can't play for us.
0: Well, whatever you're doing is working there, Coach. With 84 victories in in four years, uh, it's going to be an exciting season in the G-Pack this year, and those Jamestown Jimmies are going to be right in the middle of it. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about the 2019-2020 version of the Jamestown Jimmies. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and also favorite and pass it on to all your friends and family pass the word on nai basketball also hit us up on twitter at cascade hoop talk at cascade hoop talk welcome back coach neville how you doing so you got let's talk about the 2019 2020 season you have a cupboard full of returners let's talk about your seniors first so you have isaiah dobson He's out of Stillwater, Minnesota, shot 42% from the three-line last year, averaged almost nine points a game.
1: Isaiah is an ultimate competitor. Again, he's another four-year guy for us, and he does it on both ends, and he's one of the smartest kids that I've ever coached. But he's also one of the kids that other teams hate him, and actually some of our fans don't like him either. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how he how much of a competitor he is, but... We love Isaiah. I mean, he's such a great kid and and such a great competitor. He's going to have a great senior year.
0: Yeah, another senior you have coming back, I think he was your sixth man last year, Terrell Alfred. He's a six-foot guard out of Orlando, Florida. He had 88 threes for you last year and averaged 12 points and and three-and-a-half rebounds.
1: Terrell is a scorer. He can score the ball. He can really – he shoots at a high level. You know, he's he's shifty for how how stocky he is, and, you know, he's one of those guys – you know this year he could he could have a really really good year for us and you know he's going to be our go-to scorer for us so um, we we look forward to Terrell having a great year
0: another key senior you have back Jack Frazier he's out of Salem Oregon six foot three guard three and a half points 2.6 rebounds last year
1: Frazier is uh Mr. Cool you know he's he's steady Eddie he's doesn't show much emotion. He's one of the few guys on our team that doesn't. He has a sense of calm for us, and he's such a great player. He's so smooth. He stayed this summer and really didn't have to change his body because he's always a strong kind of dude. He really got strong. and You know, he's, he's the ultimate defender. I don't know if I've seen another on-ball defender as good as jack and he's gonna he's just gonna have another guy um those three seniors man they're just they're so important for us and he's gonna he's another one that's gonna have a great year and
0: then you have a couple of junior starters coming back let's start with brock schramm six foot eight forward out of grand rapids 64 percent from the field last year 10 points almost five rebounds
1: Brock is a freak of nature. He's he's an athlete, six eight, two twenty, can jump out of the gym, can run. He had a huge summer for us. He's really taken a huge step, um, maturity wise and just body wise. He got he got a lot stronger this summer. He's really we're really looking forward to him having a big year for us. Brock for him, sky's the limit. He's only a junior for us as well, so we get two more years with him and we're looking for him to be big time presence for us down low
0: and here's another young man you have for two years jack talley six foot five forward out of sioux falls south dakota shoots over 40 percent from behind the arc over nine points a game uh over six rebounds a game
1: jack is a kid that's oozing with talent he's a kid that's got to keep his mind straight and when he has his mind straight he has all american capabilities and another kid that had a great great summer for us and he's one one kid that You know, plays on the perimeter that can really do some damage um, rebounding for us uh, especially defensive you know last year he was our leading defensive rebounder and just an athlete that can really shoot it and you know we're looking for jack another guy to have a big junior
0: year and you got another junior that's going to be an important part of your team brady birch six foot six forward out of melrose minnesota almost nine points a game but he shoots 65 percent from the field
1: Brady Birch, we call him Elmer because he's he's a glue to our team. And just a quick story about him. Last year him and um, Brock Schramm were fighting for a starting spot early on in the early on in the season and they you know they knew it was a close race and it was back and forth, you know, who one guy would play you know, in practice and Brady Burch came to my office one day and he said, Coach, can we talk? And I said, Sure. And he came in and he said Coach, I want to come off a bench, and so he he knew that that got rid of a lot of. He knew I was struggling with it, and I didn't know who to who to pick, and he made it easier for me. And that's Brady Burks. He's the ultimate team guy, and wow. um, like I said, he's just he's a glue to our team, and such a great kid, and he just changes our pace, offensive pace, when he comes in as well, and um, just another another great guy.
0: Well, even off the bench, he gave you 17 minutes a game last year, and I know he'll be a key part of that team this year.
1: Yes, he will for sure.
0: So let's talk about some of your recruits. Your recruiting year has been a bit legendary there in the Midwest. Mason Walters, six foot seven, out of Jamestown, right there in Jamestown. North Dakota's Mr. Basketball, Gatorade Player of the Year, first team All-State, played for an undefeated Class A state championship team last year. Tell us about Mason Walters.
1: Well, we signed we him his summer of his junior year, so luckily for us, we got him in because if he would have waited, he'd probably be <laughs> somewhere else. He's, he actually grew an inch over the summer, so he's, he's 6'8", about 210 pounds. Luckily for us, we had a bunch of guys staying the summer, so he just worked out with them, and the sky is the limit for that guy. I mean, he's got so much talent and he's so skilled we're we're actually putting him at the four this year Um, he'll be our backup four so we're looking for big things for him and he's he's just going to have a great career for us
0: well he'll definitely help fill the same he'll fill the stands there in jamestown being a home hometown boy i know you've lost a couple of key starters but you definitely got the core you have the opportunity to have a great year it's going to be very competitive in the g-pack what is it going to take? What are the keys for you to be competitive in the G-pack and get back to that tournament?
1: I would say just trusting the basics like last year. I mean, just grinding, you know, doing the little things, worrying about playing hard, worrying about the controllables, being tough on the road, being tough at home, always trying to be consistent with with our effort and our enthusiasm and being good teammates and just doing things the right thing, right way and maintaining great relationships throughout the year, too. You're going to have your ups and downs. Dealing with adversity, can we be the same team we are right now when we face a little adversity? Um, and that deals a lot with you know our older guys and our leadership. It comes down to just being tough and having that same mindset we had last year where we weren't scared of anybody. We knew that we had a good team, but we also knew that we were going to compete night in and night out and just having a really good group of guys that want it for each other it's not about their individual selves we always tell our guys care about your teammates more than you care about yourself and not that you can't care about yourself but imagine caring about caring about them more than you do yourself you know if we can keep that unselfish competitive attitude we'll we'll have a chance in the g-pack but the g-pack is no joke man i mean it's everybody returns a lot it's just going to be competitive and there's not going to be any nights where you you roll in there and you can go about 80 percent. you're gonna you're gonna have to go 100 percent every night and give it everything you got you know you look from top to bottom it's it's going to be tough and uh, we're just trying to get our guys in the right mind frame so that we can we can compete
0: well you folks in Jamestown, North Dakota, get out there and support these Jimmies. Uh Coach Neville has a great team. The G is gonna be exciting this year and you're gonna get your money's worth every night. Coach Neville, we really wanna thank you for being on the show and we're hoping that as the G season gets going, you'll come back on during the season and, and give us an update on the the Great Plains conference there.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, Bill. And like I said in the in the beginning of the podcast, I really appreciate, you know, what you're doing for us small college basketball coaches and I just think it's a really good thing what you're doing and I just can't thank you enough so just wanted to say that I really appreciate you
0: well thank you very much coach Neville that means that means quite a bit to us so thanks again coach Neville that's coach Danny Neville out of Jamestown University thank you